This episode of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. It's a new year and it's a great time to be talking about skincare and makeup and just making sure that you're not using the same old stuff from, heck, previous decades. Don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to look like a This Is Us 2 character and age <laughs> yourself with uh, the wrong stuff on your face. You don't want to be Kate in her eyeliner face. Ooh, no, no, y- no. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. But what you can do is check out some amazing makeup that is really you know free from all the bad chemicals and yucky stuff going on that sadly we allow in a lot of our cosmetics here in the United States. You can get this by going to MinuteWithMary.com and if you wanted to get a discount on my favorite product, our Epic Mascara, you can do that by going to minutewithmary.com slash discount. This is something that I only allow to our podcast listeners. It gives you a 15% discount on my Epic Mascara. So check that out. This isn't about you, Kate. I love you to death. And I love Jack more than anything. That tension that you're feeling when I'm home, that... Okay, when you look at our son, I see pure, unbridled joy in your eyes. But when I look at our son, it just makes me sad. Sad that he'll never see the ocean. Sad that he'll never know what we look like. Said that he'll, that he'll never watch Star Wars with me. Okay, so yeah, I kill myself at the gym and I vent to people other than my wife because I don't want to see that look that is on your face right now. Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to the show This Is Us on NBC. So let's sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. And welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and you know I we're I love doing this show on Facebook Live uh, because right now we're we're doing our podcast on Facebook Live uh, yeah. for all the people that are watching there. So if you ever do want to uh, and, and watch us and watch us in the studio and get everything going and see how we create a podcast, you can do so uh, usually on the following day uh, after the episodes. But the reason why I love doing Facebook Live is because actually before we started recording, we were talking to some of the viewers uh, on Facebook Live, and one of the one of the qu- questions I got uh, from Dolores Reed Little is. Why do you always call Mary Marvin? <laughs> Why, Blake? This is a this is a an ongoing thing. It this truly is, is this is an yeah. ongoing nickname that she's had. Oh, jeez, probably for, for, for over a, a decade, for at least ten years from me. Um, the the reason the reason why it started, uh, <laughs> I don't know why. In my family, uh, there there are two reasons why I started calling her Marvin. In, in my family, uh, whenever someone did something like off the wall or, or like just not themselves or kind of stupid, be like, hey, Marvin, what are you doing? Stop doing that. But it really came. The real reason. It really came. It, like I would say that occasionally, but it really came to fruition because Mary was always hungry and still is I always still hungry. Am. Constantly hungry. And I always used to call her Stav and Marvin because 
you know, that's what she was. She was starving Marvin, always looking for food. And then I didn't feel like staying starving Marvin anymore. It was just Marvin at that point. So now that's our kids why, even call me Marvin. That's true. So it's it's Marvin. That that's how it goes. <laughs> Not all the time. Usually it's Mama. <laughs> but often, you know, Marvin makes its way in. Uh, so that's that. Um, and uh, welcome back, everybody. Welcome yes. back to This Is Us Too. I'm so excited. We're here chatting uh, the winter premiere episode 410, uh, and. I'm just. I'm glad to be back. I remember we were watching the show last night, and you were like, "Man, I just miss this show." Yeah, you just. Like I just I miss really it. miss it. I I miss it. Like you know when you get together over the holidays with some friends who you've known since childhood, and they just know you, and you can go months and years without seeing each other, Absolutely. and then you get back together in your mom's basement with some just like you know orange cheese and crackers <laughs> and you're like man we've got a good thing going on yeah i love this friend and that's how i feel about this is us i love these people yes i love them too it's great to be back with them it's it's you know i always get this kind of comfort when i see jack and rebecca together uh especially in their younger years even though there was a little bit of a tension going on in this in this episode mm-hmm. which uh which is great and um you know i even like the conflict too i i like I like the, the 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 family drama of it all, and getting back into the Pearson, you know, slash Damon life, um, and you know, for my, you know, I just told the nickname story, but for my actual story for this particular episode, um, you know, Toby and Kate are at odds with each other, and it, and it manifests itself originally with the whole Lady Kryptonite thing, and obviously, why wouldn't it, right? You know, that's. <sighs> Where's Kara? Or yeah, Kara, 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 whatever. Uh, uh, yes, there is. Um, th- it manifests itself that way, but the the tension and everything about the story and the two characters is much deeper. The deeper part of it is Toby can't see things the way that Kate is, and when that happened in the show, I really related to that mm-hmm. in so many ways. Uh, but the most specific way is actually something that, that was very similar to what happened to Mary and I when we had our son initially. He was our first child. We didn't know anything about anything, you know? Like, yeah. we we were we were suffering. And not only was it really bad because Mary was suffering from postpartum depression, but also our son was wicked colicky. And he was just crying. Like, it never stopped. It, it, it was like, I always say, it's like, it was like CIA torture in Guantanamo Bay. That's what like, they told me in postpartum healing. They were like, "Oh, you literally were tortured." <laughs> right, right. Like you were like By, emotionally. All of it. Yeah, it was just audio. And, yeah, and Mary was so even despite the postpartum depression. Uh, by by the way. It was severe. Like, like there's certain levels. Like level five is like when you hear voices in the shower. Mary was just like a no, like a half psychosis. Oh, uh, whatever. Uh, it, it's like it, she, it Mary was, was not, like a, no. I was I was severe. Yeah, no. What I I'm saying is Mary was like depression. a step below that. You know, like she was. It was very bad. They're two very different mental illnesses. Well, but what, yes. But what I'm saying is, that <laughs> even though she was going through this incredibly difficult in a like, and and I say this remarkable like remarkable it's worthy of remark thing yeah um she was so unbelievable with our son and always saw the good and despite all the crying and never sleeping and doing all this she always was like this is our son this Mm -hmm. this is our boy and i remember coming home and 
sitting in our driveway. Well, at the time we had a, we had an, an old apartment that was built in like the early 1900s in Providence, and I would get in the driveway and I could hear the kid crying in the driveway from the kitchen. He's got a good set of pipes. He's oh, still, he still does. I, I yeah. would say that he could be the next lead singer of ACDC. Yeah. And like, that's no joke. That's there, no there joke. is zero hyperbole. Um, and I could hear him crying. I was, I remember thinking, Oh man, all I could do, I had a, I had a Dodge Charger at the time, V8, Hemi, the whole thing. I'm like, all I could do is put this bad boy in reverse and drive West young man, drive West with a credit card and a full tank of gas and just keep going until I hit California and then get on a boat and go to Japan and then keep going, you know, until I got all the way back to the East coast. And all I saw was the negative. All I saw was how brutal it was, how, how hard it was. And like, I looked at him and it was just pain. It was pain, absolute pain. And, and Mary was incredible. She did everything. She got him the the right doctor's appointments, got him the right, uh, got him to see the right people, got him the right stuff to help him with his colic. And, and here I was, you know, just like not paralyzed by the whole thing, but just terrified and worried and our relationship had evolved to a point where it wasn't just us anymore it was this crying kid also and man i i just when toby said all i see is just how hard all this is yeah man that's that's that stuck out and that's why we played it at the beginning of this episode today but before we go on with the rest of the show mary we have to remind all the people where to find us. Where can they find us? Oh, uh, you can search all of your podcast apps for Mary and Blake or This Is Us Too. Uh, you know, if you have an Apple device, for example, you actually have a podcast app that's already on it. It's purple. It's cool. It's there. It's got you covered. But if you're on Android, you can find us on Stitch. You can find us all over the place. Also on YouTube. A lot of people like to listen to our podcasts on YouTube. Yes. We're basically on all the social media fronts. You just need to search Mary and Blake. And if you want to be old school and go to a website, it's actually a very beautiful website. Blake designed oh, it. Thank and you. it's very, very fancy. It's because I'm Batman. Maryandblake.com. We couldn't wait until that wedding website was gone. You know how that was like a thing? I think it still is a thing that brides and grooms do. They like reserve yes. it. Once Mary and Blake from Timbuktu or wherever they were lost the domain, that's right, scooped it up. <laughs> so com. That's where you're going to check it out. All of our podcasts. That's right. Hey, Marvin, you ready to get into the show? I am. Let's do it. I'm no longer starving. No, you're not. Well, this episode was entitled Lights and Shadows. Again, as always, well, not again, but uh, not as always, but again, this was the winter premiere of season four. So you look at it, it's like season 4A was the first nine episodes, and now we're in season 4B. This is the beginning of season 4B, the winter version of mm-hmm. This Is Us, which is a pretty common practice from a lot of broadcast television. Yes. You know, uh, usually when you get into the pay shows, kind of like Game of Thrones or Outlander or all those. Usually you get all 13 episodes all at once. Broadcast, they generally split it up. Uh, Which I appreciate. The director was Yasu Tanita. Yasu Tanita is a name that you don't know and you probably should know because he's the longtime, uh, pretty much only cinematographer for This Is Us since the beginning. Sorry. And so a cinematographer is the guy who's the one who checks all the light. Yeah, and it's he, like really important. It's an important, it's a big deal. It's a big and deal. And how fitting with the title of this episode. Lights and Shadows. Yeah. I know. Look at that. Uh-huh. There are so many different things going on with it. Um, and 
Oh, by the way, speaking of Lights and Shadows, yeah, uh, Lights and Shadows obviously is a reference to uh, young J- baby Jack being able to see the light and the shadow with his hands, and you know and he can see them finally. Obviously, that's a reference to it, but it's also a reference to what Rebecca was talking about with baby Randall and how she saw the sun lights rising. coming through and the, the sun rising and the shadow coming off of the buildings and everything. So like they're getting very smart with these episode titles. They're not messing around anymore, which is good. And, uh, but he's been the cinematographer Yasutinator for 69 episodes of this is us. And this is his first and only credit so far as a director. Wow. That's it. And the writer was Ebony Freeman. Uh, also a name that you don't know, but probably should. Uh, because uh, she started off as a staff writer in mm-hmm. season three for This Is Us, and her first credit ever for writing was, well, not ever, but her first credit for This Is Us is actually Our Little Island Girl oh, uh, cool. in, in season three. Yeah. Uh, and she worked her way up as a staff writer to story editor in season four, and now this is her second credit for This Is Us. So, Well, congratulations to these two. I know. Hey, we're getting big time over yeah. here. All right, so Marvin, what's your, uh, what's your lemonade rating? My what lemonade rating is a 4.8, a solid high up there episode, not quite a five, which is okay. I always like to get the fives for you know the beginning of a season, but as you said, this is kind of like midway, beginning mm-hmm. of the season. Mm-hmm. So a solid 4.8. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I get you. I get you. For me, I'm at a 4.6 on okay. this one. Um, a good episode of television doesn't blow my doors off. Doesn't you know as we as we like to say on Mary and Blake Media doesn't move the needle all that much for me. Some of it does. Is it a pony or a horse? Uh, no, I'm not. It's it, this is this is this is a pony. This is high pony, low horse. Okay. Okay. So high pony. I I could be convinced that it's a horse. Maybe a little trot. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, a little canter. Maybe it's a pony on steroids. Okay. You know, like you got a couple cycles in and he grew some muscles. Okay. Um, maybe like next year's crop. Maybe next <laughs> next year's horse. Yeah, we're, we're right okay. on the cusp. Okay. Okay, we're right on the Watching cusp. Watching too much of the crown. I know. Um, but yeah, four six, not bad. Yeah, uh, it, it actually I, I enjoyed it. Scale of one to five, exactly. Yeah, yes. I enjoyed it. Like it was, it was good. It was good to get back into the flow of things, especially. But as it's a not premiere. like we need to rewatch that no, right now. No, yes. no, no. Okay, no, I understand. I'm, I'm, I'm not there with I got that. You. All right, so what do you got for your GBG? Your okay. good, bad, and great. Okay, so my good. There's so much to digest in this episode. As I said, almost all of the core cast was there. You could be doing a GBG on every single one of these characters, every single one of these, you know, mini storylines. To be honest, um, but just just where I am right now. Let's go with the flow, guys. So my good (laughs) is Kevin's optimism. Mm -hmm. Blake and I talk frequently about um, optimism and having a glass half... Let's be real. I talk frequently to Blake about having more optimism and a more optimistic outlook. And uh, I just... I adore Kevin. uh, And I think... I just just loved how he was like, come on, universe, bring it to me. And um, no, I just... That's it. Uh, well done, optimism sure. for Kevin. However, my bad. Why wasn't optimistic Kevin invited to the party? What do you mean? To the birthday party. Oh, yeah. Kate's like, oh, I'm throwing this really cool birthday party for my husband. You know, your one brother-in-law. And look at these cool shirts. Saying this all to Kevin. And it's like, that's this is point. his brother-in-law. He's there. It's not like he's out of the country. And he yeah. obviously had the afternoon free because he went on a date with Rando. Yeah. Okay? Why wasn't he at least <laughs> invited? Rando. <laughs> we're going to have a discussion about Oh, we're having Rando. a big discussion about Rando. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, don't even, I don't even know the girl's name. I'm just going to call her Rando. Yeah. This is random girl number four, I think, for Kevin. I'm, yeah. 
or three. Oh, it's she's Rando like the three. Worst. Yeah. She is. No, I already know what her real name is. No, from in my mind, I was thinking this driving, and I was like, I know what I need to refer to her as. What? What, what is Ursula's name that she turns into? And she's Vanessa. like Vanessa. <laughs> you know, when Ursula and the Little Mermaid is like, bow, she go, bow, bow, and she's got the black hair. And it's like sleek no! and sultry, and she just oozes sex. <laughs> Vanessa. Vanessa. <laughs> Why did they choose that name? Oh, I remember. It was the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> They could have just named her Kimberly. Oh, man. Anyway, but they were like, Vanessa's sexier than Kimberly. (laughs) Okay, anyway, so why wasn't Kevin invited to the birthday party? I know there was his CrossFit friends, but baby Jack-Jack was there. Yep. Okay, why don't you invite the brother-in-law that lives in the same city as you? Yeah, you would think that they would. This is the freaking Pearson family. Yeah, these people, like they, like Randall says, they drop a, they, they fly the drop of a hat. And yet Kevin doesn't can't go drive to the birthday 15 party? minutes down the road to go but to the party. he has potty. nothing to do? <laughs> he, oh, he's got plenty of stuff. He's got to call John Legend. No, that's, no, <laughs> no, that, no, no, that bad, 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 yeah. uh, bad. Yeah. Um, okay, and then my great is I love you and don't you ever forget it, said by Jack Randall. Oh, I mean, Jack Pearson. not Jack Randall. <laughs> I just made up a whole, a whole new character. That, that is some fanfic right there. <laughs> no. Actually, that would be apropos for, for Outlander, by the way. I love you and don't you forget it. Oof. Stop Oof. it, stop it, stop it. Let's Oof. stop, stop, Getting stop. Getting the chills okay, to go anyway, bad, bad boy. That moment with the sparks flying and then... Uh, fast forward to older Rebecca Pearson oh, with a tear because uh, all you, and her lips pierced for like not pierced but her lips like closed pursed. for pursed not pierced yeah <laughs> and all I was thinking was like is she trying to savor that moment and savor that kiss is she just saying please don't forget this I can forget spatulas mm-hmm. all day yeah but I'm not gonna forget food that. flippers for life okay <laughs> That is going to be a t-shirt. <laughs> Food flippers for life. But don't you dare let me forget about Sparks. Do you know what those Sparks... And I love you. And the I love you and the kiss deserve? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I only reserve those normally, normally for the, for the fives, but those, that kiss and the Sparks, and oh. don't you forget it? Yep. Oh, yeah, that sent me, that moved the needle. That that move oh that moved the needle for me. All right, uh, my good, my my good, my my G, G-B-G. my first G, actually is a tie. Uh, the first what the the tie part of it, the first one goes to uh, Sterling K. Brown versus John Huertas, uh, oh, uh, i.e. Randall yes. versus Miggy. Oh, yeah. I was feeling this. Uh, your boy Miggy was was a little wrong. Was a li- was a little wrong. But so was Randall. They were both a little wrong, and they're both going at each other. But Miggy did such a great job apologizing. How many men at his age do you know will actually say, "I was wrong, and I'm really sorry, and I'm going to do better"? I I totally agree. I, I I get it. I'm I'm totally understand. But I'm saying they're both a little wrong, and it made for great television. They're both going at each and other. I'm not going to lie. As I watched it, I saw myself being both of them. Oh, absolutely. Like, I know as soon as my dad starts to lose it, I'm going to be getting after my stepmom being like, excuse me, how did you not do this? Yeah. (laughs) And then I also know that when I'm old and people reprimand me and I'm like, no, 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 I, I do have, I am someone who does say I'm sorry and owns it. Would you agree? Mm. Oh no, I'm not. Mm. Well, I think I am. (laughs) (laughs) I would. I think you say no a lot more to people 
that who aren't named Blake. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I'm, no. Saying sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, what I meant was you say sorry to a lot more people not named Blake. You don't really say sorry all that much. To I'm sorry. Me. <laughs> That's okay. That's because okay. I'm always right. <laughs> <sighs> continue with your bed. Uh, but oh, uh, your uh, your tie was sorry. sorry. So, but 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 again, that that's those scenes between the two because you know Miggy is usually no Tess's hat. Um, Miggy, I, I, oh, that's I a deep reference, and this is I, us that's too. a very deep reference. That's like that's a deep cut right there. I was Tess's right about hat. that. Um, <laughs> and it took the editor of the show to prove you right. <laughs> um. So yeah, it, it's a it was a great great bit of acting between the two. They don't normally act with each other. Like mm-hmm. I like those the, those pairings that that you don't normally see. Yes, uh, and and Miggy usually is like the kind of comedic element to the show uh, for a lot of the show. Uh, like everyone kind of everyone kind of sleeps on Miggy. You all sleep on my boy Miggy. That's what it comes down to. And in this one, he kind of stands up for himself, mm-hmm. and I liked that. Uh, so that was good. But the the tie. And this was this was really close. It goes again. Speaking of the editor, it goes to the editing of this show once again. The editing of this show, Howard Lita does a phenomenal job with the transitions with uh, from the memories that Rebecca has with like these like these blurred images and how they're transitioning from reality to her memory. And at first, you're like, "What the hell?" Like, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and but another thing that really is great is his use of music and how she'll be off in her own world thinking and then something will pop her right back into reality and the music cuts boom right there it stops and all of a sudden you you as the viewer are injected right back into reality yep. with rebecca um you know it, it, especially how it all relates back to the song from joni mitchell that she references which is the, the song name is california how she references her amazing memory holding a baby Randall with all the lights and the shadows and watching the sunrise and all that other stuff. She put a rock man on that was that. And it all related all of those transitions, the, the sunlight, the blurring of it all, it all relates back to the memory of her holding baby Randall. The editing is just spectacular. So beautiful. Uh, the bad. I am not big on the home invasion part of this story. <sighs> Which we will talk about I... next week for sure. So we're not going to get too into it right now. But you're just saying the cliffhanger part you don't like. Yeah. obviously it's going to be a topic for next week. Listen, I don't mind a big cliffhanger. And I'm sure, I oh, I mean, I'm not sure. I hope that they that they pay this off. I got a cool theory about this too, by the way. I yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a cool hot take. See, I am one hundred percent on board with this ending. Okay, see, I'm not, and the reason why I'm not is because I feel like, um, it's put in there for the sake of being put in there, mm-hmm. and it, it, they need to create some kind of, uh, conflict. I mean, first it's this is us, and they love to have cliffhangers. Yes. I find this to be so much more reasonable than the cliffhanger of. 
oh, Kate, what happened with her ex-boyfriend? Dot, dot, dot. Yes, Which I would agree. Which still has not been resolved. No. Whereas we know this leads into next week. Um, as I told you, it they wouldn't be able to tease next week sure. without having this cliffhanger. They wouldn't be able to show any teasers like at all if, if this is going to be a Randall-centric story next week mm-hmm. uh, dealing with monsters. Yep. It would be really hard to go from the episode that we just had without even this 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 little bit allows us to put next week into context. Mm-hmm. And this little bit allows us to have that continued story thread because it happens as he goes downstairs from just coming home. I mean, who knows? Maybe he accidentally left the door unlocked because he's so tired. Maybe he came in and didn't turn the alarm back on because he's so tired. Yep. It had to happen seamlessly. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. Again, it just for me, it just feels a little cheap. It feels a little cheap, and it feels like it was inserted in there. And it's not that I don't appreciate the con- like the continuation of the story, but it's more like they're doing a home invasion just because that's what they need to do to move the plot forward for Randall. Completely disagree, but we'll get into that. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, and my great, my great is Mandy Moore. Oh, she's so good. Man- Bow down. Mandy Moore <laughs> is a revelation in this episode for me uh, because she has, like she normally does, she has to play many characters in one episode. But in this episode in particular, going from a young mom to uh, a, an older woman suffering from, you know, the the memory impairment that they're calling it, whatever it is, uh, that's a big fracking leap. That is a big fracking leap. And, She's she owns it. Like, Makes you wonder how they would do the recording schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, would they do a lot of the memory issue episodes mm-hmm. or, or shots? You know, sure. like how they how they shoot the season, for mm-hmm. example. Do they try to shoot a lot of those so that Mandy Moore day to day can kind of stay in that character? Yeah, or maybe. is it like okay, today you are perfectly mentally clear, new mom. Rebecca. Yep. And tomorrow you are just completely like who like Rebecca later in this season where she's probably even more confused, sure, you know? So sure. um it'd be interesting to find out how they do that for her, but no matter what for her to be able to flip-flop not only age-wise and not only how she carries her body and her facial expressions and her voice, yep. but to now also be like adding on this element is right. so well done. So if anybody from This Is Us production is listening to us, just send us an email or send us a message on Let us uh, know how Facebook or, or Instagram. We're, we're here. We're, we're ready to talk about it. Um, and, but also, not a, not only is she portraying somebody that is a young mom and then someone who is very old, but not very old, but older, uh, suffering from what the beginnings of dementia probably would be, she, she's also playing a young 20-something who's, who's fallen head over heels for this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, that range is incredible. Like yeah. it's and she she sells it. She owns it. And the makeup team. I'm telling oh, you. Oh I'm telling god. you. Oh my god. So yeah, I'm I'm The jowls are what kill me. Yeah. They do such amazing work with yep. the like laugh line, the smile line, jowl area. Mm-hmm. And yep. then it's gone. Yep. So I many more and I've always known that she's been great obviously, but in this episode for some reason she just stood out to me where it was like yeah, man, you get it. All right, so you want it ready for the uh, yeah. big three feedback? You let's, bet. Let's do it. And we said that's three. Big three. Big three. All right. The first one comes from Sonia Abraham. She says, "Meh, 
It was maybe a four lemonade for me, maybe even lower. I'm a Kate apologist, but when she walked away from Toby, when he was being open and honest with her, I was irritated. The reaction you gave him was exactly why he hasn't been talking. He has a right to feel sad. Kevin's storyline was boring and predictable. We all knew that the chick wasn't going to be talking to her mom and throwing John Legend in there. Oh, my gosh. It just felt cheap. Like, oh, we know this will get us more ratings and people will talk about it. So let's drop another celebrity who's irrelevant to the story in here. (laughs) Rebecca's mom had the only moment I will probably ever like Rebecca's mom, though. Good for her for telling Rebecca what her dad did. And damn if Jack didn't give her a great love story. And I don't know, maybe I'm just in the mood because my kids are sick and I haven't had much sleep. But this one just didn't do it for me. Eileen Marie gives this episode a 4.3 lemonade. She said, for me, it was a rough start to the second half of the season, but I'm still excited for what's to come. Her good was the Miguel and Randall conversation. I love that they're showing how her diagnosis or lack thereof is impacting the family since medical stuff does involve everyone, not just the person being diagnosed. I thought it was such a real moment for Miguel as her husband and Randall as her son to have, especially given the tension that I'm sure is still there in their relationship. Now, Eileen's bad is for a show that is so good at twists and surprises I found the storyline so predictable this episode I knew they wouldn't be that basic as to have us think that the hall pass girl would end up would be (laughs) endgame as soon as she mentions her mom I figured she was cheating I figured the conversation about Lady Kryptonite wouldn't be the end of the tension of Toby and Kate I also figured that the teasers were carefully trying to spin it that they are pulling apart because he doesn't love Kate when there would actually be a bigger reason. I do really like that they're showing him struggle with Jack's blindness since that's such a real portrayal of parenting a child with a disability too. As um, as soon as they showed how peaceful everyone was sleeping in Randall's house, I also figured something would happen to disturb the peace. It was just all too predictable, which isn't that normal for This Is Us, and it was a bummer. And Eileen's great was the shots going in and out of focus and the music going in and out with Rebecca's story. At first, I was really disliking the transitions because I didn't get why the blurry focus was happening. Once they explained the sunrise story, it made it so much more sense. And I loved how it was the visual storytelling for Rebecca's mindset. Her focus and memory was going in and out the same way the focus of the shot was. And I thought that was a beautiful way to show us how that was possibly working for Rebecca. I think they wanted us to be confused and even bothered by the blurriness because that's how Rebecca felt experiencing it. Oh, man. You know, just great. <laughs> like, we, I cannot be... You know what, Eileen, you get this. Bam! Just like that. A winner! You, you, you can't get it. You, we, we cannot be in, in any more uh, agreement. I'll say that. Uh, Candy Gurgle Hot so- Heart Sock says, uh, Five Lemonades, the good, Jack and Rebecca. Could they be any cuter? So happy Rebecca's mom encourages her to per- pursue Jack despite their doubts about him. The bad, Toby is really messing up. Kate is trying so hard to be upbeat about Jack's eyesight, and he is just sad. And I think he's totally lying about why he changed gyms. And Kevin, really? John Legend for some random girl? And by the way, answer your phone. Sophie is so going to be your baby mama. And great, Randall. Flying to California just to be there for Rebecca. And Miguel really didn't want to notice something was wrong, by the way. Being forced by Rebecca not to tell Kate and Kevin and then come home to crazy guy with a knife next week is going to be epic. And there is a question here from one of our listeners. Okay. Uh, Mark Benjamin, he chimed in. He asks a a very serious question. Okay. Very, very very serious. All right. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Says, hey, you crazy kids. Yes. Do either of you have a celebrity hall pass when when either of you are out of town? 
Well, we have never had this conversation. We, well, I mean, we've had this conversation, like, kind of. But it's it's not like, oh, we're going to, like, it's not like it would really ever come true. But, like, the person that I think would be fair for me would be Cindy Crawford. Um, where I would not allow hall passes. Well, no, I'm just saying, but like, in, in like, if there was, I, I don't want to allow hall passes either. But if there was one person that you Listen, could, and that chick came to Rhode Island recently. Remember, she was coming here to do something with some furniture store, and I was like, "There's no way. There's no way you can come home. You gotta, you gotta." Remember, remember, she was here. She was doing something with Cardi's, and I was like, "Oh, you miss Cindy Crawford?" Or she was doing something with some furniture store. I don't remember. Probably, maybe I thought I was going to mention it to you, and then I was nervous you were going to think you got a hall pass. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't want a hall pass. But if I, we were to have a hall pass, who would be your hall pass? I, I don't think I have one. You don't have one? No. Really? Yeah. It wouldn't be Toby Maguire or no. Jake Gyllenhaal. No. Oh, tr- um, Justin Trudeau. No. Really? No. You wouldn't, you know, with this no. Prime Minister of Canada. No. Really? No. I am shocked. No. Wow. All those famous people, they do some weird things that I don't think I'd be into. What do you mean? Once I heard about Richard Gere in a hamster. It's a gerbil. It has changed my mind about celebrities and wanting to ever oh, be man. with celebrities. Celebrities period. do some weird stuff. Yeah. I, will, I, I mean, will give I you just that. found the news article about Gwyneth Paltrow's candle today. If you haven't seen that, Google it. Oh. <laughs> okay, it's a very personal scent. I'll tell you that. No, God, please. So I'm no, just saying, no, I have no, no hall pass. You know, no. I, nope, <laughs> nope, 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 period. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that. All right. So uh, now we're out of the hall pass conversation. Um, Good. W- w- that was uncomfortable. But let's, 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 let's kind of transition into the whole Kevin and random girl number three. Oh, okay. You want to go that way with the pick three? Yeah, I kind I kind of okay. want to do that. And you, I'll take your take. You, no, yeah, you you had you had some thoughts about this, and I'm dying to hear it. Oh, I'm dying to hear your thoughts. Okay, because I feel like this was probably one of the most hated storylines, and people are complaining like this was kind of boring. Bah, 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 bah. It wasn't. That it was boring. It was just predictable and dumb, in my opinion. So. Uh, for anyone who doesn't really like the idea that he has a matchmaker or was like dating multiple people in a day, mm-hmm. I've done that. Okay. So match.com. Like, yes, I didn't have a matchmaker because I was poor, mm-hmm. but I- You weren't even poor. You were poor. Yeah. I, it's part of the <laughs> reason I was going on so many dates. <laughs> part of the reason I was going on so many dates is because I was like, then dinner will be covered and lunch will be covered and coffee will be covered done Mm -hmm. check um but i was i was a serial dater and there were many a days where i had multiple dates lined up on the same day and Mm. i was just cranking it out because for me um i wanted to figure out what my hard nose were i actually i started with a blank slate after i you know was done with with the serious boyfriends that i'd had i said you know what i gotta take everything i thought and just throw it out the window and start at square one and figure out what i don't want Mm -hmm. so when i hear things that are like hard nose for me like someone Kevin was like nope nope like when that lady was like at least Ethiopians are good for something oh, nope <laughs> nope just, like, I love how you just got up and threw money on yeah, the table yeah yeah clean yourself up <laughs> yep that's kind of what it would feel like for me I'd be like okay that's uh, a no and that's a no that's so a hot end. I kind of loved that scene because I've done that just on the other end sure um 
And then with his real grandiose gesture of taking who we shall now call as Vanessa out on this date. <laughs> um, so we have to keep in mind what seems extravagant for Kevin is extravagant times a thousand. You know, he is literally like big time movie star. He is like what Leo DiCaprio worthy. I mean, what are we thinking now that he's had his big thing in the movies and now he's got oh, nonstop. He no, he's gigs? not Leo worthy. What is, what is he? What, did, he's what not would you Leo say he worthy. is now? He's had like one good movie. Is I he Adam s- driver? He's like big uh, you know, time he's on not TV. Even, he's not even Adam Driver. Okay, what is he? I would say he's But he's like, hotter. Like, he's hotter than Adam, Adam yeah, Driver. Yeah, but Adam Driver's been in three of the most popular films ever made. Just recently, though. Like, he's just hit it. And that's the thing. Is yeah, Kevin's, but, like, just hitting it. No, I would say he's a lot... He's like... He was like Shia LaBeouf when Shia oh. LaBeouf was big. Oh, see, no. But like Transformers Shia LaBeouf. Ugh, see, but now all of us have a bad taste in our mouth. Didn't he do that really weird show where he talks to a dog or a guy dressed in a dog costume? No, that was... <laughs> Who was that? that? That was, what's his name? From The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Wait, isn't that Shia LaBeouf? No! Are they brothers? <laughs> no! <laughs> they should be. They should be brothers in a show. <laughs> anyway. No. That is not Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> what are you talking That poor guy's <laughs> career. From going from Lord of the Rings to talking to a guy in a dog costume? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, the poor thing. Oh, oh, oh. My oh. God. Anyway. So, no. I feel like... Okay, so once again, going back. This guy is at the top of his game, you know? He was very, very famous for being one of the most popular television shows. No, he's hit it out of the park with movies. He's he's rocking sobriety, so he's really able to focus on his career. And for him, this is extravagant. This is meeting who he thinks is the girl of his dreams, taking her out on the ultimate date. Well, I'll tell you what. I made a fella. Elijah Wood. Frodo. Elijah Wood. See, but you forgot his name. You forgot his name too, right? Is it Elijah Wood? You should play that game. It should be, is it Elijah Wood or Shia LaBeouf? Okay, so pick a movie that one of them was in and I'll do a quick thing. I'll figure out which one. Pick a movie. You can't. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Shia LaBeouf. Yes, Shia okay. LaBeouf. Good girl. Okay. Good job. There we go. Can I picture him holding the ring? No, here we go. All right, so um, they totally should be brothers in a movie. Oh my God. So one day- there was this girl who was a serial dater who dated a ton of people and then met a guy at a pub. And that guy, uh, two dates later, did his most extravagant date and took her to the Green Monster seats at Fenway Park and, and said, Stupid. can I please parade you among my friends and call you my girlfriend? That really happened. That was the romantic wording. It, 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 it wasn't... Exactly that. It was more like I would really like to be able to parade you around, my friends. But it didn't come. Calling. Okay, for everyone, for everyone that's whatever. You know. I was so happy because I had two hot dogs and a whole bag of peanuts. <laughs> I was starving. I thought we were going out to dinner at an Italian restaurant. Uh. It's fine. It was great. But like this was Blake's extravagant. This was Blake's last minute getting Red Sox tickets. Getting not only Red Sox tickets, but the most highly priced Red Sox at tickets the time, yeah. at the time. Like. Like you know what I mean? Like this is like two I, days of yeah. like or day of trying to get these tickets. So for you, that was your big reach. I'm sure. going to go and take her to something very extravagant. So if you multiplied that times, if you had Kevin Pearson's money and fame and connections, it would have been 
that John date, Legend. <laughs> so that's why I'm not. Yeah, if you Blake Larson were able to pull that off, I would say that's too much. But we need to remember that we're talking about an A-list celebrity who's got B+. a plus. Okay, A minus. I I just feel like he's really up and coming. He's like not his, Adam Driver. No, I find he's Shia LaBeouf. He's not Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> he's not. I'm gonna find someone else who we, who I think he is. Oh man, I'm gonna find him. Channing Tatum. Oh, Janning Tatum's like on the downslide, man. Yeah, maybe so, you're right. Yeah, this is not who we're... We're going to find Kevin's equivalent. Yes. But I'm just saying that Kevin has the connections. And for John to be like, hey, Kevin, like, all right. Obviously, they've hung out. So I'm fine with this date, period. How do you feel about Kevin's storyline? I'm out. I'm 100... We're, we're going to do an early version of In or Out. And I am out on this whole storyline. I am out on the whole thing like it was predictable it was for the record kevin was my good and my bad was that he wasn't invited to the party so tread lightly <laughs> i <laughs> i i it was it was all too much too quick and it just like the the heavens opened and he met this girl who looked at him and he looked at her and it just i didn't think that he would fall for that so quickly um, and not only that, it was just written so plainly obvious that there was something wrong. Like the, the second that she was texting, whoever it was. I believed it was her mom. I believed it the entire no time. Chance. No I way. I think because I'm just so eager for Kevin, but I didn't like her. I got the Vanessa vibe. And if she, if he had done something like took her. because t- she had black hair and a red shirt. That right there. Oh, watch out. Oh yeah. That would, if that'll you do it. see a brunette, like a dark brunette wearing red. Mm-hmm. Watch out. That is that is TV for watch out. Miss Scarlet's coming like Miss Scarlet from Clue. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch. Don't trust. Don't trust Miss Scarlet. Don't trust Miss Scarlet. You can't trust you cannot trust Miss Scarlet. No, and that's actually don't go how to the library Mary with a candlestick. I, Mary and I met on match.com and that's actually what she wore on her on her profile picture. Nice red shirt with the long dark hair. And I was I was hooked. All of it's fake. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I am salt and pepper because well, I mean, at the dyed. time it was dyed. I'm just saying it was yeah. fake, and the shirt didn't even fit. It didn't fit. It would have fit the 13 year old. But the way I cropped the photo, you couldn't see my midriff showing, nor <laughs> the fact that my arms were squeezed. It was a great shirt for a photo. But what I'm getting at here for Kevin is that it just and then having John Legend on and like it was just like so like corporate synergy we need to get the voice out there and you know and john legend's on the voice oh, and i didn't even put that two and two together yeah and he's gonna be on this is us and yay it's just so transparent I mean, but that's what these network shows do it's like when everybody for the abc shows growing up would always go to disney and we were like why does everyone go to disney oh disney owns abc right but i it just i it feel it felt cheap it felt like a gimmick and I did, if he took her to like the, it, she wanted to go to Hollywood Boulevard, right? But he took her to Hollywood Boulevard and. Well, he can't go there because everyone's going to be asking for his photo. He wanted to go somewhere secluded. He's not going to take her where he's right. going to be. I guess what I'm saying is if he did something for her that was outlandish, right? But it didn't just happen to have John Legend. I could accept it more. But all of a sudden, John Legend is just waiting around for Kevin Pierce's phone call. NBC I mean, the guy, owns John Legend. The guy's the sexiest man on the planet, and he's waiting for, waiting around for Kevin Pearson. But the NBC, Shia LaBeouf. The writers went to NBC and was like, hey, we need to do something extravagant. Who can we have on that? we already have ties to and who's nearby. Sure. And they said, you can either have Blake or John. And they said, cool, we'll take John. 
Yep. Meaning Blake Shelton, not yeah, yeah, you. No, not, not me, because I'm clearly... Oh my God, that's what NBC said. We've got this jabroni got this in Rhode Island he who podcasts. podcasts in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him. Imagine me be like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Who's your favorite musician? Screw musicians. I'm really into podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this guy. His name's Blake. Anyway. Blake Shelton? No, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm kind of out on this whole... Lizzie, I mean, sorry, her real name's Lizzie, by the way. Um, <sighs> but we're going to call her Vanessa because I refuse to call her anything else now. Yeah. I'm out on Vanessa. I'm out on the whole thing. I'm even almost kind of out on Sophie calling um, because I feel like this should be done. We should be done with Sophie. Let's move on. Let's, let's do something different here. Kevin, if like Sophie had called, but we didn't have the whole like, oh, hey, let's get back together thing, but I'm drunk at your party and we break up again like a couple of seasons ago, I'd be fine with it if we didn't have that. But I think that Kevin is supposed to, like I think each of the Pearson children are supposed to mirror um, pieces of Jack now that he's gone. And I mm-hmm. think that Kevin has, you know, the alcoholism and the sobriety, but also wouldn't it be amazing for this tragic character who has had this this illness mm-hmm. To also be able to get the love story as well. Yep, yep. Um, let's talk about, and this kind of transitions from Kevin and his desire to kind of fulfill all the stuff that his parents went through with their storybook love that he considers it. Like it's just like I this think perfect it's so love story. Cute. It is cute uh, that he thinks that, um, but as the show portrays, there's some hard stuff here that these two uh, have to go through. Um, and like. I'm looking up hot actors right now. Just oh so you God. know. Of course you are. Um, there's like, there's some stuff that these two have to go through and I want to get your thoughts on it. One of my theories is, well, do I want to say this right now? No, I don't want to say this right now. Cause that's my hot take. Um, what did you think about the whole story with Jack and Rebecca? Is it believable where he's like, yeah, we need to take a break. Like we, we, we're doing all this stuff. Do you feel like Jack Pearson would do that? How are you feeling about this whole situation? Oh yeah. Between the two. The, the fact that he has zero money. So he just literally got ripped apart by her dad. Yes. Things are so serious that he does see a future for them romantically. And, um, and yet he can't put, Two nickels together. He can't pay his rent. He's already two weeks late with his rent, trying to do everything he possibly can. And as a guy, you know, it is, and well, it was in that day and age, expected that he's be picking up the tab for the date. So how are you going to date Rebecca Pearson when you can't even pay the bill? Right. So he feels like an ultimate schmuck, was just told by her dad, you can't, you can't be with her. He's hearing it from left and right. You got no money. Mm-hmm. Um, I completely see it. And he, and he, and he tells her why he doesn't make up a lie. So I can, I'm a, I'm appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be forever. We know what happens. Yes. Um, you know, I, Elizabeth Perkins as her, as, uh, as Rebecca's mom is awesome. I, she feels like that kind of mm-hmm. lady, but I, I, I love the twist in this whole story. It's that her mom is the one who gave her the, not the courage, but like the push, a slight backhanded push to be like, listen, if this is what's going to have to happen, do it right. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and go get them and go do the whole thing and make sure we're, you're in a good place. I want that dress that Rebecca was wearing. I want everything that Rebecca wears. Period. Just it, all I, the knitwear, I, I all the hats. It. Everything. Yes. Especially that, that hat that she was wearing in the game plan, the white hat, you know, like <sighs> yeah, the whole, I know, oh. I know. Oh, man. So, um, you know, it's a great twist that the mother does it. I guess what I'm concerned about is the stakes of it all. Like, is... Were you ever concerned? Like, I was a little thrown off where Jack was like, yeah, we need to take a break. But since we know that they get back together again... I wasn't concerned at all. Yeah. yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like, so, like, I'm concerned about the stakes and that, like, they just weren't there. Like, I know they're going to get back together. It's just a question of when. So well, my- now it's so out in the open. You know, obviously, Rebecca knows that Jack doesn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to know if she's even seen the inside of this apartment. You know what I mean? Where she was saying, do you, she don't want to come back to my place. Yeah, you get and- the sense that she's never been in it. Yeah. So I think that they really needed to have this happen to show the severity of how little money he had mm-hmm. and how she really was okay with it. Because sure. that's what I felt. I felt like she hadn't seen the inside of his apartment, that he was kind of able to brush things aside, you know, do cheap dates, you know, sure. the apple, all that kind of stuff. But for him to have to say, no, we need to break up because I honestly don't have enough money to to give you a good relationship. Yeah. I think that needed to happen. And then for her to say it is 100% okay. I choose you no matter what. Right. And that feeling I think is, is a legitimate feeling. Cause I know I felt that I, I, I still feel that with Mary. Like I feel like, man, I just, you know, I, I had an expectation for our lives and our life together as a married couple where I'm like, yeah, my expectation is different than our reality right now. And I get, discouraged about that and i'm like i don't deserve mary like uh, she'd be better off like being with somebody else who has his stuff together like some banker or like some uh i don't know day trader or or or, i dated a banker yeah well i I don't really know if is it called dating if you do it like if you have three dates in a day i went on a date you went on a date yeah there there you go uh, but yeah, like I have that feeling where she's like, yeah, I like, I feel like she would be better off with like some stockbroker or like a doctor. No, you know, oh, like, the doctor was the worst one. <laughs> and and yet here she is stuck podcasting in our studio in our basement with this jabroni who drinks beers and watches the Red Sox. I'm very happy. Stop with the bad self talk. So what I'm what I'm getting at is it feels real and it feels like that it's a legitimate thing. Uh, so while I don't think that the stakes were there, I actually think it was a smart move to not plate do not stretch this out solve it right now you we all know that they're going to get together we all know that it's going to be fine yeah so stretching it out is dumb because Agreed. you're just stretching it out for the sake of stretching it you're already stretching the kate toby line yeah a little bit so oh, that is that is that is a stretched piece of mozzarella you know when you get that mozzarella stick and you're stretching it and you're like <laughs> let's just see how long this can go and you and you move it a couple more inches and you're like dang this let's is stretchy cheese and then you have it and it's like your entire arm length you got the piece in your mouth and you got a half in your hand and you're like i'm the mozzarella cheese champion so and i'm 40 years old almost and i'm doing this in public so i like the fact that they just resolved because you know what let's just get it out of the way yes there was this conflict yes this happened. We resolved it. Let's move on. Like we we see how they are with each other. Let's move forward. But Correct. you bring up Kate. You bring up Toby. Yeah, I tried to do a little transition you, right there. You, this they don't pay you the big bucks for nothing. This is a this is a we call that a big league transition right there, ladies and gents. Um, how you feeling about the? Whole, you said they stretched it. You said yeah. You this said is, that they stretched. It. Been, what do you mean? This has been stretched since Toby woke up in bed alone. 
Okay. This has been stretched. Yeah. This is this is stretched. <laughs> this is like this is almost as uh, actually this is probably equally to like her. Remember that? Remember when everyone was trying to figure out who her was the whole time? No, this, and that? this is different though. You think so? Um her was her was like a, a it was just a te- it was teasing us. It was baiting us. This is stretched out in the way that it really is. Mm-hmm. When you are living this kind of a life, when you are living life with a child with a disability, once again, for people who don't know, my older sister is severely handicapped. Um, and my parents um, did have a difficult 22-year marriage um, mm-hmm. and did end up breaking up. Um, you know, it's the statistics for marriages when you do have a child who um, has a disability is very, very low for them to stay together. Sure, and it yeah. is a difficult route. No matter what, having a child is is difficult on a marriage, you know, and that's what they're able to show that even if Jack wasn't blind, the the relationship between Kate and Toby would most likely not be, you know, rumpy pumpies every day and uh, (laughs) making merry all the time like it is tough they are tired they are stressed they're trying to figure things out um and then yeah like like we we had a child with colic that added massive stress on us but you like what kate and toby are dealing with is something even stronger than that and you really are trying to piece together the positive moments and for toby those are very few and far in between. He is scared as a father. Yep. The things that he dreamed of as a father, he, the thing, the particular things that he said, I can't wait to do this with my son, he can't do. Right. And he now has to rewrite that narrative of mm-hmm. his life. Uh, when you said it's stretched, is it stretched in a good way or a bad way? I think it's stretched in an uncomfortable way where probably everyone is like, all right, we get it. They're not happy together. But I think that's life. Sure. There are very few marriages that are rocky that end very quickly. Mm. I don't, so, I mean, we're all assuming that they do break up, that yep. they aren't together in the future. And I think that this is very realistic. I think we're all supposed to be like, oh, this is awkward. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to feel awkward, especially with the merriment of, of other things and other people going on. Like being an adult is really frigging hard. And you can tell that these people are going to bed saying, is it me? Is right. it us? We're supposed to be in the trenches with Kate and Toby. We're supposed yep. to be in the trenches in this very awkward relationship. It's supposed to be boring. It is supposed to be like, can someone just do something? Sure. But if someone does something, they end it. Right. And I like the way that that whole potty, potty was shot. You know why? Because you could feel the awkwardness. You could feel the tension throughout the whole potty. And you, you, I think, I, I mean, I know we have been in this situation where we've been out and we're like, something ain't right. And we know we can't talk about it right at that moment. And you're just, and, and Kate says it in the, in the show. I, I've been dreading this conversation this entire night. Yep. And like, it's supposed to be a fun night. It's supposed to be something that you both, that you, everybody could she celebrate. She faked it pretty well. She did a pretty good job, but the way it was the subtle looks, it was the, it was the calmness of it all. It was like this, it was so impactful to both of them yeah. you could, that you could see how they maneuvered around each other. I am so mad at Toby for, you know, coming clean like telling her not to worry about kryptonite, but not telling her about the gym change. 
Like telling her, oh, there's nothing to worry. Because when they came home, he said, oh, yeah, there's nothing to worry because she brought it up. Sure. And yet then just say, why not just say it then? Or even if you don't want to say the kiss part, say, you know, to be honest... Or did that, no, the, I just the kiss happened after that. The kiss happened after the whole thing when he came back. I just don't understand back. why he wouldn't tell her, I switched gyms. Um, I don't well, understand why he couldn't have told well, her. Well, then right she's going to ask why, and then he's going to have to answer. Yes, and why wouldn't he say? Why because, couldn't he come home and say all this? Because then it looks like he's an idiot, and well, he was he wrong. Oh, of course he is, but I'm not saying he's right, but I I'm get it. I'm just disappointed in Toby. Yeah, I think it's hard not to be, but it's also a situation where you're like... Are all of us as the viewership supposed to be Team Kate right now? Is that really... I mean, I feel like that's what what the writers have wanted us to be. That they're like, yeah, you know, relationships are hard, but we all want you to side with the Pearsons because family is important. I think so, but I, you know what? This is the point where I think nobody's right and nobody's entirely wrong either. Like... How is Kate not right? What'd she do wrong in this episode? Um, she threw him a party. I mean, she forgot to invite her brother. Yeah, that's true. Um, she got him yeah, a really nice pre- present. Yeah, I, I mean, okay. Well, so then let's 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 do that then. Kate is, I think, for the most part, right. Um, and and Toby is wrong, but he's not a hundred percent wrong. Like he he did everything for the good of his relationship. But he just didn't communicate. How much longer would he have lied had she not found out that he left two weeks before? Like, this is just not okay. This is just some severe trust. Yeah. I would not be okay. Yeah. But it's scary, though. Like, how do you admit to your wife, hey, this this lady did this and I was wrong? This, this was something you had to worry about. Well, I mean, like, what well, if I did that to you, how would that, how would you react to that? I would say, I told you so. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's true. Because I've told Blake that no woman needs to come to him telling her about his issues. That's true. Complaining about her husband. The moment that a woman comes to a taken, or a taken, I'm, I'm speaking from our relationship. The moment a woman comes to a married man talking about, her personal life, her personal issues, they need to abort that mission, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. Leave that friendship. You are not their best friend. You are not their shoulder to cry on because there's going to be a little something extra. And this has happened, what, now twice? Where we're like a friend has like gotten in a little, and I've been like, watch it. Watch that one. Yes. And he's like, oh, no, no, they're fine. Then when do you know? I'm like, watch her come to you with marriage problems in a couple of weeks. And sure enough, that's what happens. And yeah. and you've li- listened. But there's just this little thing in women that's it's like, you got to watch out. You Mary just- said it. Women are women are bees. Yeah. Women are not bees, like like bzz, bee, but like bee. The swear word bee. <laughs> and, and, I, and I love my female friends. And I think that female friends... Um, are amazing and lovely, but I think if a female friend becomes very, very intertwined with a married male friend, things will not be good. It's okay to be friends, but not intertwined friends. Not, not. I'm going to complain about my issues. I'm going to complain yeah, about my I'm wife. Saying. I'm going to complain about uh, my my child. You start getting in there, and things will just automatically things get yucky. So, yeah. Yes. That's where I'm at. Yep. I I'm I'm I, Team Kate right now, and I'm not. Not cool with. I think Toby. I think that Kate is going to have trust issues with Toby going forward. I would agree, and it. 
it it does call into question why Kate is not in the future. It does call into question why he's not wearing the ring. It calls into question a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and the thing I like about it is that the conflict that they're having is believable. Completely. It's believable. It may not be the most compelling television. And you may not like the storyline, but I will give them credit. It is believable. And it's it's... And it's all the little things that keep happening that are just building, that are just building and building and building and building. And and like, especially knowing Toby and his bout of depression and how Kate has handled the weight loss situation, all that stuff combined. Oh, and that's life. Like, that's it. Like, that is real life. When all of us have, you know, these multiple, it's like a club sandwich. You've got this going on in your life and you've got this aspect. Like, as we get older, we just keep adding more things on that club sandwich that uh, make it a little sticky. Right. Uh, Talking about a sticky, we had a sticky situation with Randall and all the people. We already talked about the ending. We talked about We didn't talk about the ending. Well, well, we, we touched on it. So, let's... Let's talk about you really Miguel. just you, you. Well, you want to talk about Miggy real quick? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what sticky sticky you're talking about with Miguel. Well, I, mean, with I think the whole thing is sticky, but the ending, the or ending, Miguel, the, the, the Miguel is sticky, but not as super sticky as the end. Miguel wasn't sticky. Miguel was a little sticky. He, he he was if there was like a sticky level he'd be closer to the sticky no, side than the less sticky side. it's just awkward relationships when tensions are are strong. He's I like, think that was very realistic. It was like the tape. What that are you meaning sticky? Like I guess I need a little clarification. Yeah, it's just a sticky situation. It's just like ugh, how do I handle this? Okay, like, so you you're know? not saying I don't like this plot point. You're just no saying no no this no no. Awkward. It's just awkward okay. and you know uh, and it, 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 I mean it, revol- it resolved itself and I'm fine with it. And I think I think it was a natural thing, especially with Randall, it. especially with Randall being like when Miggy says y- you out Randall yourself or whatever it was like you you were being Randall. Yes. Like the fact that he's standing up for himself, he's standing up for his bride, he's yeah. standing up for I'm I'm I got this covet. And of course, he's wrong because he doesn't have a covet. He's just pretending that she's fine and she ain't. Um, and then even coming clean at the end mm-hmm. saying yeah, I'm I was just be trying on top to. Of this. I got this. Yeah. And Randall saying, "Yeah, I know. I, I know you do. Yep. I know you got it. Loved it." But it's it's funny to me because because Miggy ain't around later on. So does he really have it? Does he really got it? Does he is he really gonna? Or does Miggy die? Miggy may die. It could happen. Miggy could die. There like there will not be issues if Miguel dies. I mean, people will be sad. I will be sad. I will mourn Miggy's death. <sighs> Miggy could die, and it wouldn't be out of like. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. Come on now. Don't sleep on my boy Miguel. I'd be sad. I think people are going to be sad. No, I'm not saying people won't be sad. I'm just saying if that future shot that we saw of Nikki sitting by Rebecca's bed and Miguel isn't there, maybe Miguel's just getting a coffee or maybe a mocha. I feel like he'd be a mocha guy. (laughs) He's a mocha guy. Like want a little sweetness. Is he a mocha and caramel guy or just? no, just mocha. Okay. He doesn't need to be that extra. He saves that for Christmas <laughs> when he goes for peppermint mocha. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're welcome. Yep. Bam! Just like that, Good job, Mary. Okay, so do you want to talk? Last yeah. So let's about... let's ta- let's talk about the super sick sticky situation. Okay. This is super sticky. Randall comes home. Randall comes home. You are in favor of this. I am not. So in favor. Like I don't get it. Like 
How are you in favor of this? How are you in favor of this choice from the writers? I just, I can't, I don't I can't understand get on board. what you're not on board with. So if you could clarify, are you not cool? It just with feels this? like they're just yeah, sticking it okay? in there. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is it that they're leaving it on a cliffhanger or no. do you not like this? I'm fine uh, with, I'm fine with cliffhangers. I'm actually, I'm all about the cliffhanger life. If it's a good cliffhanger. Okay. Like if, like, you know what I would have been cool with? Yeah. If Randall walked downstairs and he had the reaction that you saw, like the wide eyed, like, oh, oh my God, reaction. And then they cut. Yeah. I'd be like. Oh, that's cool. What did they do? What, but then what's going to happen? But they could tease the next week because everything he's talking about. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. I, I get it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying I would have been happy with that because you don't know who it is. You don't know what it is. But again, I just feel like they just stuck it in there for the sake of causing some kind of reaction for okay. Randall. And this is going to, this is going to hurt Randall in one way or, or another. And it, Completely. I, I think, and I, you wonder what's going to, is he going to get hurt? Is yep. any member of his family going to get hurt? Um, how is he going to handle that? Is it his fault so that the door was open? So why do you have a problem open? with it? Because exactly, these are the things you're supposed to be worried about for Randall because right now. Because they've already alluded to the fact that Randall was starting to fall apart. Yes. And they don't need some dude just showing up with a knife in the, in some junkie in his, in his house. They don't need it. They've already showed evidence that Randall was falling apart. Let that exist. Let that tell the story. Don't bring in some jabroni to, to, to go in this guy's house and, and well, pretend like there's this big conflict. As someone who's been broken into twice, yes. one time with me being there where the intruder was, mm-hmm. this is real. And... Randall moved to not the safest place. He went from like crazy gated community, super safe. And now he's in the city. Okay. This happens. This happens frequently Mm -hmm. where they're going to stake out rich people houses and come in when everybody goes to sleep. So this is all realistic. In my opinion, I've known way too many people to not only be burglarized, but to also have someone come in while they either sleeping in their house or even on the cusp when they're awake. So, I see the situation as being 100% believable. I'm, I think that it is, I mean, how many people do you know that have been broken into? Uh, my, At least a few, right? Yes. So yes. all of us, so remember, this is us touches upon all these things that actually happen to us. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be this crazy like NCU, what even those, SVU, I don't even know, like <laughs> abbreviated. NCIS, CSI, yeah, SVU, SUV. QRS, TUV, like <laughs> One of those shows where it's extreme. No, God, please, no. Seriously. No. Yeah, that's don't right, Michael. We don't need that. We don't need any more no. of those. So if this if this is how it's being played, once again, it's something that happens. And does it happen at the best time in your life when everything else is hunky-dory? No. You know what happens when you're having a really tough time and you're dealing with flying across the country after making checking on your mom and finding out your mom's not okay? That club sandwich gets another stack higher, okay? More bad things happen. So I like this because if this is in fact what's happening dot 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 get to that in a hot second if this is in fact what's happening this is going to be the giant needle that breaks the camel's back that Randall was able to handle everything else because he could plan on it he could plan on flying out to see his mom he's already been calling the doctors he's already probably knows the diagnosis of five different things that she could be and is making plans on on where she can go for care he's already planning on different things for his, his daughters what you can't plan is something like this an endangerment and this this could be the thing that really completely breaks him and is going mm. to 
be giving him panic attacks and anxiety attacks. What I am hoping this is, is that actually this is in a um, reaction of his anxiety mm-hmm. and that this isn't real. That's what I'm hoping too. I'm hoping that these monster bad dreams are showing you that Randall's fear is the stability of his home, the place where he feels safe. So yeah. Randall is having, we've seen him have anxiety attacks outside of the home. We've seen him have anxiety attacks, you know, at school. We've seen him have anxiety attacks at work. But have we seen it happen to Randall at home? I I don't know if they've referenced it, but I I don't know if we've seen that necessarily. He's he he's curating a very very careful and organized home. Yeah. But yet growing up, it's been these monsters, these people. You know, at least from what we can tell from from the trailer. Yep. And then if you have someone in your home, I'm just hope I'm thinking that it is the the anxiety that has built up. That's that, what I'm hoping too. If that's the case, I'm in. I'm all in because I like that. I think that's a cool manifestation. And one of the things for people who don't know, I suffer from extreme anxiety and I have panic attacks and I've had terrible dreams. Yes. So this is why I'm able to be like, I see this and I see him kiss all of the girls and I see him go and kiss Beth. And part of me thinks he fell asleep. Yeah, I was just about to say that he fell asleep and, and he's, dreams he, that he goes downstairs. Yes, absolutely. I am. I'm all in on that. And if that's the case, I'm in. If this is a real life thing and someone gets attacked. I'm in either way. I'm not in if it's a real life thing. Uh, One thing I am in on, uh, and this kind of relates to Randall, which is the whole thing with Rebecca and how she's testing her. I know we have. Well, it's the premiere. We're breaking all the rules. Okay. Um, Rebecca with the clock and she writes all the numbers. It reminded me of. I know you didn't watch it, but for the but for those who are listening and for those who are watching right now, uh, the show Hannibal and Hugh Dancy plays Will Graham, who is one of the main characters of Hannibal on NBC, as a matter of fact. And Hannibal Lecter, who's played by Mads Mikkelsen, says, "I want you to draw a clock." And he looks at the clock like Hugh Dancy does, looks at it like it's perfectly drawn. But when Mads Mikkelsen looks at it and he sees what Hugh Dancy or Will Graham really did, it was all screwed up and the numbers were everywhere. It was all, and it looked a lot like what Rebecca drew. And, and it's because Will at the time in the show Hannibal was suffering from memory and depression and all mm-hmm. these other things. And I just thought that was such a cool example of how not only did she draw up, but then she looked at it again. And she was like, "Yeah, that, that clock's fine." That's fine. I mean, it's it's not great. I'm no Michelangelo, but it's fine. You yeah. know, like I really liked that visual because it gave you a real visual sense of how screwed up she is in her recognition of how screwed up she is at that moment, uh, where she tries to make an excuse for herself. I really liked that that motif that they did with the doctor. I thought that was well played mm. by the writers. Very well played. Uh, anything else that you? Oh, anything else you got before I, I move on? Sorry, <laughs> no. Um, I just want to say, Jack saying, "I love you, Rebecca Malone," and don't you forget it as she's that was forgetting. My great. I know. I just the whole forget thing, and she's thinking about it. I know it was your great, but I just I got to call it out again. So good. Like, don't you forget? Like, oh my god, it's like the it's like the Notebook. That's what it reminds me of. I can't, I can't handle the notebook. I watched it when I was single and I was so mad because I thought, <laughs> I'm going to die and have Alzheimer's and I'll never have a love who can take me back. I know. But I can. I got you. You'll say, Stavin Marvin. <laughs> I'll say, hey, Marvin, you ready to close out the show? And you'll be like, oh my God, yes. I'm back. <laughs> I'm, I'm back. I'm back, Blake. Okay, um, let's close. Right. Well, start. no, we, oh. we, got, we got in or out. You ready okay, for some in or out? Yes. All right, let's do some in or out. All right, in or out. Um, 
let's see. In or out? Uh, are you in or out on Jimmy Buffett? Out. I am way out. And I even saw Margaritaville the play. Yeah. And it literally was all about people getting drunk and having sex. Like they took Jimmy Buffett songs and somehow made it into a musical. And I think everyone in the audience got the memo to like smoke and drink beforehand. <laughs> and you just showed up totally sober. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go see every play that comes in town. Oh man. I'm a nerd. Uh you are a nerd. Uh, yeah, I'm out on Jimmy Buffett too. I think he's way overrated. He's got like two or three good songs and even then they're not that good. Like I think Come Monday is probably my favorite song of his. Like Margaritaville, the song, I'm out. I'm out on it. All right. Uh, In or out on margaritas? Totes in. My birthday is Cinco de Mayo, which I call Cinco de Mary. Uh, I'm in on margaritas unless it, only if it's the blue margarita. I don't want the green one. I'm sick of the green ones. I want the blue one. I will have all of them, even if it's just straight tequila. <laughs> just give me a bottle of tequila. Tequila and I are not friends. We are not friends. It's my friend. Ugh. But once again, it's because of my birthday. I only have fond memories, and I don't really drink to excess, you, so I have never gotten sick on tequila. But you know when you drink to excess, and you're like, I cannot drink that anymore. The only like, thing I've drank to excess was mojitos. That's Thanks, true. Blake. <laughs> well, I've drinking tequila to excess, and I don't like drinking it now. I can see that. I did it so much when I, when I was in college. I, uh, a buddy, uh, my high school buddies and I, we rented a house in the Cape. Do we need to hear this story? Or well, is it going to ruin people's opinions of you? Uh, well, no, no. I mean, like, I drank is so much. Is this the squirrel one? Uh, no, that, that's that's okay. that's when I took uh, mushrooms. <laughs> that was not smart. I, I talked to a squirrel for a long time on mushrooms. Not a good choice, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sounded like a great idea at the time. Not a good idea. I'm really happy we met later in life. <laughs> but I drank so much tequila one time that... I, I got blackout drunk and I woke up the next day in this rented house outside completely naked, just covered in dew and just a mess. I woke up, I was like, oh my God, what happened? Oh my gosh. So that's that. Tequila. <laughs> that was tequila for me. Uh, in or out on professional matchmakers. In. I'm in on them too. I totally want to be one. I even made the name Mary Makes My Match. That's true. Or Make My Match Mary. Or oh, remember that remember or that matchmaker show, Mary. Remember that show Millionaire Matchmaker? Oh, she sucked. She she was she was a she was a B. She was a B. All right, in or out on the show CSI. <laughs> Way out. QRX. Did I just <laughs> QRX NCU. <laughs> out. Out. In or out on John Legend. Here's a fun fact. What? <laughs> Sometimes I judge people when they say NCIS is their favorite show. <laughs> I don't judge. I just realize there's a I can't talk about the shows that I want to watch, that I that I watch with them. Right, right. I'm like, what do you watch? They're like, your podcast? I'm like, yeah, often about television. Oh my gosh, like NCIS? You're like, uh... No. <laughs> I also think because it's scary. Uh, all right, in or out on John Legend? In. I'm... Are you out because you're jealous of his talent? Uh, no. His amazing skills at self-marketing? Uh, he is amazing at self-marketing. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I think John Legend is too popular for me. You know what I mean? I think I'm not down with, with Kevin asking Vanessa, a.k.a. Lizzie, who is your favorite musician? And she says John Legend. I don't think John Legend has had enough credibility in life. Yeah, he can't be, be a, considered favorite. Yeah, like I'm sorry, but if you're asking someone who their favorite musician is, I mean, I don't know. It better be the Beatles. It yeah. better be the be Rolling Stones. 
<laughs> if it, you know, if you gave me if you gave me a James Taylor, okay, I yeah. could I could make an argument for JT. If you gave me uh, how long's John Legend been around? If like, you gave me a Wu Tang Clan, okay, I'll give you that one. Not John Legend. That's like saying I don't know Lizzo or, or, or Halsey or any one of these new people. I don't know. John Legend isn't that new. Though. He's not that new. No. If someone said Nora Jones is my favorite artist, would you be okay with it? Yeah. I think I'd be okay with that, too. I'm f- I'm fine. I like John Legend. So but I'm not he's saying... Not, he's not best... He's not favorite artist material yet. He, not yet? Yep. Unless you said, like, who's your current favorite musician? Mm-hmm. Then then I'm down. Okay. Uh, in or out on Ethiopian coffee or food? In, in. I'm in on both, too. I, I, I like it. We used to have an Ethiopian restaurant here in Providence. It was the best. Uh, in or out, big sweeping first dates. Out. I'm kind of out too. Even though our second date was big and sweeping, I'm I'm kind of out. Uh in a route on hall passes. Out. Out. Yep, I agree. And lastly, in a route on Sophie returning to be in Kevin's life. In. I'm way out. <laughs> I'm so far this is this is a hard out for me, dude. A hard out. They've been meant to be together since since the Princess Bride. Oh God. Oh God. All right, you ready for, you got a hot take? Kill my father prepare to die <laughs> oh my gosh if if the if the music of the princess bride ever plays during a kevin and sophie scene mm-hmm. forget automatic five <laughs> five lemonades it could be it could just be them looking at each other for yep. the whole 45 minutes yep. uh-uh. are right, you ready for hot takes as you wish <laughs> anybody want a peanut <laughs> I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Anybody want a pee? Anybody want a pee? Yep. All right. <laughs> Continue. Flake. Land the plane. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Whew. All right. You got a hot take? No, I gave it already. All right. I got a hot take. But this is I in wonder, his mind. The, the thing that kind of leads me to go this way is the fact that Rebecca is uh, remembering her kiss with Jack and he's saying, don't you forget it, well, all that other stuff. I wonder if the, and I, and I wonder if the flashbacks start being like uh, hazy for, for us as viewers because it's through Rebecca's point of view. Mm. And like maybe we see things that are happening but aren't happening the way that they actually happened. You see, like she has particular memories of this particular thing. Like, you know how sometimes when you remember, you, when you remember something, yeah, you remember, it, you remember it differently. Like yeah. it, it's a different, whatever. I wonder if we start getting that and the memories start like playing over one another. And Kevin's like, you get a memory be like from, Rebecca and one part of the episode and the whole thing is replayed again but from the perspective of Kevin let's just say and you see something completely different yeah I really like that idea and that's how they would probably get more juice out of these flashbacks mm-hmm. what do you think sure I'll be down I'm, I'm in on that more jack time I'll take it yep all right uh anything else you got to say about uh this episode you want to close this bad boy up? I'm done all right Marvin Let's, this is my. This is going to be my line to you when you're suffering from uh, dementia, Marvin. Let's close out the show. <laughs> okay, Blake, I'm back. I'm back. 
close out the show. A little bit of Joni Mitchell. Hey, you can't go wrong. What do you think? Can't go wrong. This is the song that she remembers, obviously, from uh, California. That's the title of this song. This scene made me cry. I know. Okay, so we want to thank all of you listeners so incredibly much for tuning back in. Here we are, you know, This Is Us is going to be back on, and so will we be. We are going to give you a heads up. In two weeks, we may or may not have an episode come out within the week. We are going to be on a vacation with the... Oh my gosh. And if any of you want to break it to my house while I'm on vacation since I just said it stupidly, because, you know, Randall was gone. Maybe someone was scoping it out Mm because they realized the man of the house was gone. Anyway, I will find you. I will be a niece in you now that I just announced it, but we will not be. I have a certain special set of skills. (laughs) One of which is speed dating. Oh, Mary. Like, did like one of the top things you're not supposed to do when you leave. I know. Well, anyway. luckily, no one knows where we live, so that's a good thing. People can Google. That's true. Um, good point. N- don't listen, don't tell anybody, okay? <laughs> just did this on Facebook. It's just Never mind. out in the open. Never mind. Listen, we, we ain't going to be able to necessarily do the, the episode the, the two weeks from now. If just, it comes out on time, it'll be in poor audio quality. Yeah. And if it comes out post. It's because we wanted good audio quality. Yes. So, so. We'll, we, we'll, we'll just whistle past the graveyard here. A little. <laughs> we want to thank you all so much for your ratings and reviews on your podcast apps of choice. Of course, you listen to podcasts, and that means there's other people that do too. So if you haven't taken a time to go to your podcast app, search This Is Us Too, and leave us a little review. It, it goes a long way. We want to thank Juju Nielsen for saying, I really like watching This Is Us and love listening to Mary and Blake on This Is Us Too. Honestly, I think Mary and Blake's insights and commentaries make an already good show even better. These two are excellent at what they do, and I look forward Aww. to each new episode. And listen, if you want to keep helping out the show, please do go do those reviews uh, and uh, put them out there. It makes Mary and I's day. Uh, if you do enjoy this podcast, let us know. Put us, And if you don't like it, let us know why. Uh, and we'll change it. But if you do like it, tell us why and we'll keep doing it. And if you want to also keep helping the podcast and keep helping the show, uh, go to minutewithmary.com slash discount and uh, check out all the great products. <laughs> Barry just... <laughs> through something in the studio. I don't know why. Um, go out there and if you want to help it out, go to midwithmary.com slash discount. Check out the products that we have there for a discounted price just for you, the Mary and Blake listener. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's Find us on maryandblake.com. Check us out on all social media, Mary and Blake. If you want to email us, just maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. You want to get in touch. Wicked easy. And uh, join the This Is Us 2 group on Facebook where you get to deal, uh, you get to talk with Mary and I on a, on a more <laughs> Or consistent, deal with us. Uh, deal with us is more like it. Talk with us on a more consistent le- basis and a little bit more personal level than just the podcast. You can do that. This Is Us 2 Facebook group on Facebook. That's it. Please don't break into my house. <laughs> maybe you'll be, uh, maybe Mary will be so stressed out she'll be imagining it. Listen, man. That's not funny. You never know. I'm just saying. Well, you'll wake up to me in bed screaming. (laughs) Watch out. For now, my name is Mary. My name is Blake. And this is us too.